welcome to this very special Care Home Management podcast. My name's Elsa Cahoon and I'm the editor of Care Home Management magazine. And today I'm delighted to be speaking to Professor Deborah Sturdy, OBE, who was appointed in December the first ever Chief Nurse for Adult Social Care by the Department of Health and Social Care. Uh, Professor Sturdy has had a long and successful career in nursing, including working with older people and people living with dementia as a provider. Since February 2020, Professor Sturdy has worked on secondment for one day a week to the Chief Nursing Officer as the Strategic Advisor for Social Care Nursing. We're delighted to be able to speak to her today about this new role. So, um, Deborah, you're the first uh, Chief Nurse for Adult Social Care. I just wondered if you could tell us a little bit about how that role came about and, uh, you know, why you feel it's needed. Well, it wasn't my decision to set the role up. It was a decision, I think, centrally around... Uh, wanting as part of the winter plan originally to think about how they were going to raise the profile um, of adult social care, particularly around the challenges of adult social care workforce. So the fact that we have, I think it's 122,000 vacancies, how do we attract people into social care? And actually leadership's really important for any sector, but for for a a sector that is, you know, so disparate, so varied, so complex. um, I think having that uh, professional leadership and voice alongside my colleagues, the two chief social workers, is actually really important. And why did why did you want to do the role? I think it was um, it's something that I believe in. I think that adult social care is uh, often much maligned, um, and uh, I think it was an, an incredible opportunity to take forward in a very difficult what has been a very difficult year for people take forward that that kind of leadership not only through this this final hopefully the final part of the pandemic but then looking towards the future because as leaders we need to deal with the here and now but we need to look to the future as well so to be that champion um, and to be that voice is actually really important and it's something that I've felt very strongly about for a number of years that um, nursing and the wider care force in social care um, has not been well represented and uh, not well respected actually. Mm. I know you um, said in, in in the announcement of your role that uh, one of your wishes, desires for the role would be to listen to the, the frontline workforce. Mm. Um, I know you've not been in the role long, it's only really been a, a couple of months really I suppose, um, but what are they telling you, what have you heard so far? So um, one of the things um, I thought was really important was to do lots of virtual visits. So I've been doing several visits a week out to services. Um, and I think there's been a fairly consistent message around people are tired. This this last 11 months has been difficult. I think people are very much consistent message about wanting the general public and the kind of one's peers across health and social care to respect and value the roles that people do. Wanting the kind of issue around the levelling up and the parity in terms of uh, terms and conditions. And I think that whole thing about a kind of a, a plan for the future. So um, I think that's been a fairly consistent message. And that's, you know, that that's talking to people in, in various services, but absolutely feel committed and it's critical to, to actually be out and about talking to people, even though we're living in this this kind of virtual world currently. I mean, there's quite a lot there, um, particularly for employers in the private sector, that uh, the employer can do to improve terms and conditions or the respect and self-value that, that their, their staff feel. Um, I mean, what would you like to see? What do you see as employers' role in all of that? Mm. Um, well, one of the things I've heard about talking to lots of people in the last few weeks is that they are doing that, you know, there's been some really great examples where 
people have, you know, they've given people extra um, extra pay this year as a bonus in, in recognition of the work that people have gone above and beyond during the pandemic. That kind of the celebrating success of the organisation and the workforce. Um, I think there's something about, you know, we, do, we need to do that more, celebrate more. The, you know, the sector have lots and lots of awards, but also how can we get the, that recognition more broadly alongside, for example, with the um, nursing workforce, with the, the kind of awards that go on for nurses, the national awards for, you know, it's some of the, the nursing national awards, getting those recognised, the workforce recognised as part alongside that. So not being separate, but being part of that main body. Um, but employers have, have actually been doing quite a lot from what I've been hearing um, over the last few weeks. But there's more to be done. And how do we you know? We're looking at how can we recognise what people have achieved in mm. this very difficult year. But it's not just this year. People working in social care, you know, 365 days of the year, every year are, are doing incredible things uh, and uh, having a real impact on people's lives. Is there, there's more though you feel employers can do though? It's creating those career pathways, you know, that learning and development's equally as important to people. People want to learn. My experience, you know, up until a matter of weeks ago, I was, uh, you know, in one of those roles actually running a service. People want to improve their skill set and people want to do better. And how's the um, how's the nurse associate role bedding in? What's your experience of how that's going? I've had a couple of conversations about that the last uh, few weeks. We've got very few in social care and we need to increase those numbers. That has to be, uh, you know, something that we spend more time looking at. I've got some meetings this week around that. That's a really important opportunity for people to grow and develop. Um, and create a, a new pathway for themselves and also as an entry uh, into becoming a registered nurse. Why do you feel that social care hasn't uh, perhaps gained as much momentum in that area as it could have done? I think it's I think there's you know it's a huge amount of personal effort for those uh, an investment for those individuals there's um you know a a cost to the employer around the kind of backfill and uh, releasing people I think it's probably multifactorial as to why we've we've not achieved as many but I think that's something that I certainly want to be um put more attention to and you know and if people aren't able to commit uh, or or attain that registered nursing qualification to be a nurse associate is an incredibly important role to have and it gives people something to aim for and it's again it's not for everybody but for that cohort of people who want to go on and achieve and develop I mean what a fantastic opportunity and for the businesses that you know that do make that investment I mean are they seeing are they seeing the reward I mean not not maybe in adult social care as yet our experience is small there but in other sectors are are yeah I've seen I think they are in the NHS, but also in adult social care. I was talking to a care home owner and manager um, a matter of a couple of weeks ago, and she was saying that the improvement of the quality of uh, of care that she'd seen as a result of investing in the nurse associate role, and again, how it lifts up the whole team in terms of that kind of pride in what they're doing and gives people that kind of purpose and something to aim for and is encouraging other people uh, within her um, within her home to actually now um, sort of follow that pathway. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So we've got at the moment a recruitment campaign. Um, There's one in Scotland as well as in England for social care. Um, I mean, we've seen recruitment campaigns before and presumably that they are to a greater or lesser degree successful because we keep needing to do them. So I'm guessing that they're not, you know, there's work to do there. Why do you feel this one will be different? 
Well, we've you've got to constantly recruit, you know, in any in any sector, you know, there's always people. And if you look at the age profile, you know, people are retiring constantly. People decide, you know, go off and have families. So you always have to recruit. So, um, you know, this this one is is really vital. We're at a time where through the pandemic, very sadly, lots of people have lost their jobs. There's opportunity for a great career in social care that people might not have thought of before. So it's the, the world's in a different place, the country's in a different place. So here's an opportunity for people to actually think about a career in social care as other industries and other sectors are actually, um, you know, losing uh, employment opportunities. Mm. The concern amongst employers is that, that people will come, but they'll go as soon as hospitality or retail reopens. I mean, what, what do you feel we can do? What can employers do? What can you do? You know, what can the department do to to stop that? I think it's I think it's about actually it's back to this thing about you've got to give people a career pathway. You've got to give people those opportunities for learning and development and can see a path beyond an immediate kind of employment opportunity and for some of those people who've not thought of this before I think some of those people will want to stay because they will see a different value in 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 their kind of daily working life that they've probably not experienced uh, in other sectors and I think it's for the sector itself to be banging its own drum, drum about it so how do we get those people who are passionate about social care to tell those stories and actually share that and, and of course, there'll be an attrition rate. There, there will be in, in, in anything. Our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, has intimated that, you know, social care reform is on his agenda. And uh, the long awaited Green Paper, which has been awaited all the time I've worked in this uh, in this industry, actually, there is a date by the end of the year. Um, I mean, what, what can we look forward to? What, what hints have you had as to uh, what the sector can look forward to? Well, I don't think it's for me to answer a political question, really. Um, I think it's for, for other people to to do that. But, you know, there is there is work. You know, the pandemic has um, taken up huge amounts of energy and time at all levels in, in all in all ways. Um, and I think now as we are seeing, you know, vaccinations in place, um, a settling of the situation, although we're by no means out of it. Um, I think now everybody's attention can turn to this um, and there is work now currently going on looking at um, how that that kind of reform what what that is going to look like I can say that there's work going on around it and uh, and I think you know there is now um, a window of opportunity as things start to settle around the pandemic that we can we can really focus on that. Do you think we'll see it by the end of the year? I hope so there is you know people are focusing on it it's not uh sitting in a drawer is it is actually happening now okay and uh, and for you um you know now perhaps i mean i i i hesitate to say that we have perhaps a a window of opportunity because you never know what this virus has has got up its sleeve for us but um i mean for you you know what do you see as your kind of your next priority the one thing that say by the end of March April um, you'd like to have done or at least made a a good start on the focus around recognition I think we have to be you know how are we going to recognize this workforce so um, already you know been doing some work on that how do we um, lift the sector up I have put together a a research proposal pushing that through I think we have to develop our evidence base and you can't start that too soon we know research takes time to actually um, 
come together. So I think trying to think strategically about putting things in place now that are going to reap benefits um, further down the line. And, and I know that's you know not a quick win by the end of March. I think it is an absolute priority that we, we you know we start looking to the future in some way. I think the priorities around continuing with the the efforts around COVID. I think the um, the kind of focus on uh, recognition and, uh, for staff through this difficult time and for what they do generally. I think the focus on research is really important as well. So pushing that one through and actually working with colleagues around, you know, the, the, the kind of workforce reform, which is part of the, of the wider social, um, social care reform work. I mean, funding will be crucial to this because uh, particularly at the moment where you've got low occupancy rates or lower occupancy rates than we would particularly like to see, um, the money's not there. It's very difficult to, you know, to make something out of nothing, isn't it? Nobody could deny that the kind of fiscally challenged time that we've just been through with the money that's been sent, spent around, you know, the COVID effort. But also we've also heard about the kind of the issue about needing to invest to recover as well. So fiscally, this is a very challenging time. But, you, you know, as you said, the, the, you know, recovery is really important. OK, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, uh, Professor Sturdy. It's a pleasure to speak to you and good luck in your new role. Thank you.